Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. That's right, that's from the 90s. That is all the way from 1992. Ooh, and you know what else is from 92, brother? Ooh, dig it! The dog guest father himself, Joshua. Ooh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Feels good to be back on the show, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, all the way getting bitten by cobras by Jake Roberts. Ooh, Jake, yeah. the, listen, Jake the Snake had me by my hands. Oh yeah. What'd he tell you? What'd he say? <laughs> what did he say <laughs> when he went to bite you with the snake? Let me, let me, back it up. Back, we were actually we want to hear the story of what actually happened. Okay. <laughs> we uh, ooh, we want to hear the yeah, story. Okay, let me tell you what happened. Okay, I was down on the mat. He had me just where he thought he could get me, but no. It's true, he did have me. So then your snake came out and hit me <laughs> right in the arm. <laughs> it's true, he did have me. Oh, yeah. He did. Ooh. Tonight. And that's when I said, Elizabeth. Did that fire. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming to you. <laughs> she was wrong dead. crossover. She wrong cross. Dang it, dang it. Wrong crossover. Blue blazer, here I come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's horrible. That's horrible. Welcome back to the show, Joshua. Thanks. It's good to be back. Thanks. That was very calm. After that fire intro, we just came in on doing a little bit of a macho man. Macho. Uh, you're real calm. Well. You're real calm. You're, sh- yeah. you're showing the side tit tonight, and that's pretty hot. I honestly. have to, yeah. I have easily, on a scale of 1 to 10, an easy 10 side boob. Listen, listen, oh, I listen, Leland, I, I, I've had wood ever since. I, I go down to a local pool. Okay. I go down to a local pool. They, uh, people see the side of my mm. tits. And they're they coming up asking for autographs. <laughs> they're coming up asking if I can be in the movies. I, I'm turning down stuff left and right. I got a I got a $3 billion offer the other day. I said, I don't, I just don't got the time for it. That's I don't got the time. Here's the thing. I got I, I got a family. You're asking me to put my side tits in the movies. I, I got kids I got to think about. You think I'm going to go to the barbecue and someone's going to be playing my side tit movie? You're, you're, sadly, <laughs> you're sadly right, but mistaken at the same time because I'm still going to wear the tank top, but it's going to be live. That's right. How am I going to look at my children and say, hey, kids? Your father made some mistakes. They 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 are very profitable for me. Okay, God bless. That's why you got the little four wheelers and the shits. But I I don't want I don't want to be in that position. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we we are. This is this could be called the turnbuckle sideshow tonight because I feel like we might be going down some roads. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Ooh, too hot to handle. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Macho is in my mind tonight, man. He is. I don't know why. You like him. It's fine. 
last time we were on the mic together, we talked about uh, this may have been a couple times ago. We talked a lot about the the documentaries that have come out. Now we have the full library of them, mm-hmm. starting with Stone Cold Steve Austin, ending with uh, Mick Foley himself. I know you've watched every one of them because uh, this is this is what we're excited about. Yeah. Tell me your favorite one out the gate. Okay, you're 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 not gonna like this answer because the A and E documentaries were an absolute letdown for me. And my f- every one of them? No, not every one of them. Not every one of them. But the one that I liked the best was Stone Cold. I honestly thought that was the only one that actually yeah. brought me in. And you know what I mean? That was the only one that kept me. Th- I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it just seemed like like the Macho Man one. I'm sorry, but Vice fucking mm-hmm. blew them out of the water on that one. The Macho Man one was even hard yeah, to the, kind of finish. I'm like, okay. It was a berry fest. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. the, the second hour when they start talking about his porno stripper second wife, whatever the fuck she And was. it was really weird. Yeah, I didn't to dig me. that. It was, really, it was really weird that they were like, they were kind of picking people that like Vice had already done. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's just why. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Way wrong. And we had taught. It's kind of sad because they're trying to they're trying to compete. They are w- with themselves. I mean, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's like it's fucking crazy, man. Mm-hmm. The, 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 well, they're trying to compete with the dark side of the ring. I get it. But it's like the publicity you get from the dark side of the ring is bringing it to you, anyways. It's almost free for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. I, I agree with you. The Stone Cold one was the best. I think that one was the best because for wrestling fans that have probably seen all the DVDs and, and a lot of the shoot interviews and whatnot, Stone Cold is the one that we haven't had a real good um, biography of his life yet. So I, I was really looking forward to that one. I've watched that one a couple times. It's the only one, honestly, that I've I've watched uh, more than once. Uh, that shows you how good it is, honestly. The Bret Hart one, I really did enjoy because it put a little different spin and it gave us a little more backstory, and it wasn't so Montreal Screwjob based. I thought that, it really the was, to be is, honest. I really thought it, it was going to be. I thought it would be, too, and I'm glad to see that it wasn't. They spent about 20 minutes, which is fair, on the screw job, but it was more so about what the, the afterfall of that was with him and WCW and, and so on and so forth. Um I, I, I really did enjoy it, though, because I'm a big Bret Hart fan. And watching that documentary with a different spin that wasn't so Montreal screwjob based was a breath of fresh air for the for the hitman himself. I was, I was thinking, the, I actually uh, thought that that might have been the black and pink. your actual favorite one, honestly. I, I, was, I was thinking that that was going to be your That's actual fair. number one. Really, though, I know how big of a fan you are, though. Of Jake the Snake Roberts, what did you think mm-hmm. of his Vice episode? Uh, that was the best Dark Side of the Ring that they've had, and it it honestly, I really don't care how this comes across. I it was the it was the first one that I've watched that actually brought me to tears, because I'm like motherfucker, this dude. I didn't realize the Sam Houston thing, and I. I I didn't know the whole connection with his family. I didn't know how fucked up it really was and how much of a fucking pervert his dad was. I, I had no clue. So it's like, yeah, that one was the darkest one, I think. Um, and it was it was the story that kind of told all stories. It's, it's going to be tough for them to top that. In fact, they tried to with Dynamite Kid, and 
They should have. They really should have put the Grizzly Smith story. Um, they should have put that as the finale because I, you can't top that. The rest of the season is kind of shot now because that one was so damn good. Are you, well, what was your thoughts? I, I really liked it to be honest. Um, I I was watching it and that was one of the. For me, it's not the best one, but it's definitely one of the best ones. Um, it's definitely sure, top three. But because I honestly had no, when I when I started watching it, to be honest, I thought it was going to be more like Jake the Snake Roberts, right? And then I started mm-hmm. watching. I'm like, that's not what this is. This is his entire family and what the hell went. On. I mean, I was honestly thrown. That's why it kind of like brought me in so much because I was not expecting that yeah. episode at all. Yeah. I was like, what? But the episode that I'm looking forward to is the Vince McMahon one. Yeah, I mean, it, we've kept hearing that there's going to be a Vince McMahon documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, is this it? I mean, is it? I think it is. is. It dark Side or is it an actual documentary? It's a Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, and it's uh, Vince McMahon versus the United States or whatever. It, it it's it's going to go over. I think. The, oh, for the steroid uh, trial. The for steroid the steroid trial. trial. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I'm really um, curious to see how that turns out. I I can guarantee you it's it's going to have uh, uh what's his name the dude that killed Miss Elizabeth. Uh, Lex Luger. Lex Luger. I guarantee well, fucking T he's going to be on that one. He was there when she died. She was there when she died. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's not cherry coat that. Lex Luger. Let's not cherry coat that this steroid taken motherfucker. She died. I, well, I mean, if you're asking if she cranked the heroin in her, I don't know. I mean, I have the same feeling on that that Eric Bischoff had when he spoke in the documentary. So if you, if anybody's curious of my thoughts on it, go back, watch that episode. And <laughs> yeah, his exact yeah, words right. is how I feel. No, you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that feel that way, and um, listening to Lex, he may feel that way as well. I don't know. I'm glad to see that he turned things around, but I'm not a Lex Luger fan, never was a Lex Luger fan, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about him. What I wanted to talk about tonight is a recap of these uh, documentaries like we talked about. Um, But the big thing I really wanted to go over was wrestlers that you were over on as a kid, okay, and then as you got older... You hated them or didn't like them. And why? I thought this would be a little good food for thought. Uh, this definitely came up in my the old cranium after watching the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Not only the not only the Ultimate Warrior A E documentary, but the Dark Side of the Ring uh, Ultimate Warrior episode. Right. So <clears throat> I'll kick us off. I'll kick us Go off. Ahead, yeah, it was yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was one for me. Um, growing up, I was the I was the Hulkamaniac, little kid, and then Warrior came along. It was I was all about the neon colors, and then uh, you know I think that's a kind of a layup, though. Then you realize, oh wow, this guy was kind of a racist piece of shit. So, um, among other things, so Ultimate Warrior is a good example of where I kind of want to go in this in this show. But who who would come to your mind if somebody you were completely over on, uh, or it could be it could be in the reverse, honestly, because I have a couple reverse scenarios in that too, but. Let's start out with somebody you were really over on, and then and then it just kind of fell off as you got older, and why? So I have two that come to mind. The thing is, though, is that I still like them, but like I don't appreciate. I like I appreciate what they've done for the company, but I'm no longer like over on them. You know what I mean? 
And uh, the number one that comes to mind is Kane. Um, growing up, you had Good just one. this monster, dude. He was just on a terror. And then at the end of his career, he kept going in and out of like goofy shit, man. They were like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, he's back to Kane. Now he's wearing a suit. Now he's wrestling in a suit. The GM stuff. Yeah. Now he's going back to Kane. Now he's back in the suit, though. Now he's Kane again. It, I was like, com- you ruined the character at that point. Completely ruined him. Yeah. And when it, when that started for me was when he put his mask back on. Kane without the shirt, without the mask, is the best Kane in the history of Kane, in my opinion. Yeah. The second person... Easily hit me with it. Triple H. I was a huge oh, wow. evolution guy, as you know, David. Yeah, you were a big Triple H <laughs> fan. I remember you at Albertsons going around telling people what time what it was. What time it was. <laughs> it's time to play the game, okay? But get this. <laughs> Later in his career, I hate it when they pull the freaking his his whole thing that he's been doing for the last what? How long has it been now? Eight years? I mean, it's been a while yeah. he's been doing this. The the corporate, the corporate Triple H thing. I fucking can't stand it. The day he cut his hair was the day that it went down downhill for me. Um, so th- th- yeah. those are the two that kind of come to mind. I have a lot more on the flip side of that, though, brother. Well, you know, and I want to get into that. You bring up a couple good ones, and as you're talking about Kane, I think about this may be kind of an unfair question because. I think if we took a list of wrestlers, let's say the top, I don't know, the top 50 wrestlers in the last 30 years. If you took those names, we could probably dissect that in a way. And there'd only be one name that was as good on on day one, on the debut, uh, as the day they retired. And that's The Undertaker. I think The Undertaker is the only one, for me at least, that had a full career where the minute he debuted, I fell in love with him. The day he retired, I was still equally as love in love with this character. Over um, on him. I don't know if anybody else has that. Yeah. I don't do you, can you think of anybody that else and, and I'm even talking like Ric Flair status. Uh Ric Flair would be an opposite for me. I didn't like Ric Flair as a kid. Uh, but as I got older and realized and started seeing what wrestling really was, and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's fucking amazing. He really is amazing. Shawn Michaels, another one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stand Shawn Michaels, as we said in the beginning. I was a huge Bret Hart fan. Uh, now I can really appreciate who Shawn Michaels was, even in the '90s when he was still a shithead. So there is some more on the reverse for me. I want to hear. I want to hear the first two on your uh, on your reverse list. So kind of the opposite for me because the Undertaker, I actually wasn't fully over on when I first started watching it. I mean, really? I, no, I thought he was cool. Oh, I figured. I figured you would have been. I, I totally was. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't not over on him, but he wasn't like my f- favorite guy. And then when it started to shift, he was definitely top tier for me. Because I was like, man, every time he comes out, so I'm yeah. badass. Especially, dude, the Attitude Era. Man, he was yeah. on a freaking terror. So, but for me, it's actually going to be Shawn Michaels. I like Shawn Michaels equally when I started watching him because I thought his theme song was just ridiculous. I loved it because I was in, when I, mm-hmm. when I really started yeah. watching wrestling, I was in fifth grade and i thought his theme song was just the coolest thing and then honestly yeah. he re- he retired i'm not going to count the match where he came back and the brothers destruction i know i don't even think about that match i think about his last match when he retired at wrestlemania he was on top and i watched that match i was like holy shit he's not coming back yeah. because if you remember but a year prior to that 
he had went away, member, and then he came back for like the the DX thing, member. He's like mm-hmm. Triple H's like come back to wrestling. He's like I'm not doing it. And then he was like working in like a store, and Triple H's like come back. He's like no, I, yeah. I like this better. So I like bagging groceries like, over yeah, here. Yeah, right. So then when he actually retired, I was I dude I I really thought that was a work for like a year. Mm-hmm. I was like he's coming back. Yeah, he, he's he's coming back. He's coming. He's coming back. And then he never came back. <laughs> Is it because he never missed a step? I th- yeah, I think, I, in my opinion, and if no one knows this, uh, Shawn Michaels, in my opinion, is the greatest wrestler of all time. And I, I think that from every match he stepped foot in was the perfect match on his end. He, he A, wow. would make you look good, and B, he just looked good. He, the moves were smooth. Yeah. And honestly, there's only been a couple wrestlers since then that are, I mean, that equal. I mean, Randy Orton's one of them. Randy Orton's mm-hmm. equally as just, it just comes natural to them. You have good wrestlers, okay? Like, Dave Batista is my favorite wrestler, yeah. right? But as far as, like, a wrestler goes, Randy Orton's a fucking way better wrestler than than he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and I appreciate you standing on that and saying, because a, a lot of people have this opinion It's very popular to say that 1A and 1B would be uh, in any order you pick, but it would be Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. That it's it's not a 1-2, it's a 1A, 1B. And I appreciate you standing on that, saying you know what, what, number one is reserved for Shawn Michaels. I think that as Flair gets older, he he is a fine wine. He um he tends he he seems to be getting more popular as he gets older. and that's interesting. That's interesting that's happening. He's so plugged into pop culture. So maybe that alone kind of adds to, to his 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 legend. Um, for me, I would put I would put Ric Flair at number one and then and then Michaels. I don't know where I put him after that, but I, I it would be it would be pretty high up there. But I appreciate you standing on that. Yeah, and you really you, you have to set them to a part. There's no single wrestler that's the best at the entire thing. Mm-hmm. You have one wrestler. It's all it's all right. subject. It is. And so you have to have a 1A, 1B. And then you can go 2, 3, 4, mm-hmm. 5, 6, 7. But you have to have a 1A and 1, 1B. You have to. Sure. Sure. So do you have anybody else on your list that did that reverse where it was they, uh, you didn't, you did like him and didn't, and then you didn't like him or in the reverse? So the, the reverse for me, 100%, is Chris Jericho. I could not stand. Chris Jericho when I started watching wrestling dude it's a good pick at all good pick yeah. absolutely at all and then I didn't start liking well, let's, him let's frame let's frame this let's frame this for our fans real quick so when was that for you like what version of Jericho was that was that Y2J that was when he cut his hair no okay no, no, so no, no, like no, no, no. 2006 no, yeah. was, or 7 it was prior to no I'm talking in 2004 2004 Okay. So 2003. So he's still kind of Y2J there. He was Y2J, and then he lost to John Cena. Then he came back, and he yes. had the short hair. Okay. I hated yep. everything Sparkly about him jacket. prior to him leaving. And then I hated him when he came back. I was like, man. But then when he left again, and he came back that third time, and he came out with that mm-hmm. different per- persona to me. When he, when, and he talks about the list. It. No. Prior to the list, it was it was prior okay. to that happening. It was it was around when he oh prime example, it was it was uh, right around when he started wrestling with the Big Show. 
when they were okay. when they were tag team champions, that was when he was starting yeah, to make that was the a good shift run. for me. Where I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of like this guy, and I actually really liked the Big Show Jericho tag team. I I really thought that was a good tag team. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I definitely Chris Jericho mm-hmm. is my number one reverse easily. Wow. Okay. Um, number one reverse for me. Probably have to be Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And I think that would be in the other order for a lot of people as they grew up liking Hogan and then it and then it turned into maybe not liking him because some of the shoot interviews or whatever. But for me, I thought Hogan's best run was with the NWO as a heel. Um, I was never huge on the the yellow and yellow and red kind of deal. So I was big on the NWO stuff. So I think, I think Hogan would be number one for me on that. You know, for me, I always thought Hulk Hogan was cool because when I was like way younger, you know, people talk about Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan's cool. And yeah. Randy Savage, they're all cool. And the macho man that, you know what I mean? I, they, every mm-hmm. time people, so I always thought those guys were like cool, but I never like thought about them until, and this is when I think I became a documentary guy. Until sure. the Hulk Hogan, Hogan Knows Best debuted on VH1. And I started watching that. And that, that's when that's when my mind shifted. That's when I had made a complete shift from a guy that just watches wrestling to an, an invested fan. And that's when I wanted to start sure. see the behind the scenes shit. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see where, what these dudes do behind the scenes. I kind of want to see where how this guy's brought yeah. up. And that's when I really started my um, love for wrestling, really. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because you know what that show really did for me is prior to that show, there was a lot of people that you would hear, um, and honestly, and Flair did it in his in his book, and and before a lot of the documentaries, it was all the books that came out, and I, I was reading reading them as fast as I could. Uh, a lot of these guys would shit on Hogan, and in their books and their documentaries, and they you know they talk shit about him, yada yada yada, and then you watch that and you see uh, Terry Bollea, you see the family. And you realize that these dudes were just jealous of his success. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really that's really what it was. Because I'm telling you, I haven't heard an interview. And if it exists, then, then I would love for somebody to, to prove me wrong. Um, but I haven't heard an interview once where he puts himself over. Every time he says, Flair's number one, I just got over because of the red and yellow. Right. He, I appreciate that. He never, I appreciate that he about him. He will never put himself as number one. You know who will put themselves as yeah, number so, I mean, one? It's fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. You ask him to this day, he's the best. Yes. 100%. Yeah, because he sold more t-shirts than anybody else. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, as far as over, 100% Stone Cold takes that list. It, you know, the way you you wager over in this business, it is it is who sells the most merch, who is gets the loudest pops. And I'm sorry, it will always be... Um, it will always be stone cold. When the glass breaks, everybody freaks out. When Hogan shows up in a pirate outfit at WrestleMania, people are laughing. The run is over. Right. That's all I'm saying. One hundred percent. I I'm I didn't expect talking about Hulk Hogan tonight, uh, but it's absolutely. I'm I, I think it's cool that we're kind of on the same page about that. Like I said, growing up, you know, I I appreciated the red and yellow, but I was quick to jump on the Warrior bandwagon. Um. But when Hogan turned heel, that was his best work. It was absolute best work. When he decided to look right in the camera and say, baby, whether I'm heel or whether I'm babyface, I'm going to do me. 
been a Dogcast production.